0: Hello and welcome to the Parent Perspective podcast brought to you by amazing apprenticeships and not going to uni. I'm Rachel Burden and this is the podcast that gives you, parents and carers, everything you need to know to help your children make the right choices after leaving school. From apprenticeships to T-levels, traineeships, work experience and how to fund your choice. Whatever role you play in supporting your child, we will help you. We've got you covered. Plus, we're going to talk about how to support your child through what is a really challenging time and give you the tools to cope with your little one, or maybe slightly bigger one these days, flying the nest. You can join us wherever you get your podcast from and also join the conversation on social media as well. Coming up in episode two, The Help. What if you or your child have no clue what to do next or where to turn for help and advice? What career advice and help is really out there? And where can you find it? What can you expect from your child's school? We'll also explore what help your children are entitled to. To do all that and more, we have Philippa Hartley and Isabel Hutton from the Careers and Enterprise Company. Philippa is the Careers Leader Development Consultant and Isabel is the CEC Senior Strategic Development Manager one of her areas of responsibility is parental engagement and I'll also be speaking to Rebecca Shaxted who is careers advisor at the Westland School in Kent so hello all of you thank you so much for being here first of all nice to see you hi hi thanks for having us oh well thank you so much and do you know what Isabel let's just start with you because I think it would be helpful to know um, exactly what the careers and enterprise company
1: does what's your role there not you personally what's the role of the company? Um, Yeah, great question. So essentially there's been a lot of reform and a lot of change in the uh, careers education system over the last few years and the Careers and Enterprise Company have been at the heart of um, creating that change. Um, so uh, funded by the Department for Education and um, with support from strategic partners such as the Gatsby Foundation, we have um, uh, developed and implemented the new infrastructure, um, which enables all young people in secondary schools and colleges in England to receive a 21st century careers education
0: you help support and direct the kind of careers advice children are getting at school fundamentally do you yeah big big role really important crucial in in the discussion that we're having today And, and just give us an idea because i think what we want to try and understand today is for parents and carers who literally have no clue what kind of questions do they come to you with at first?
1: Um, at the Careers Enterprise Company, we don't actually work directly with parents, but we do know from the schools and colleges um, and the local areas that we work with and work through that parents do have a lot of questions when it, it comes to supporting their child to take their best next step. And a really good example of this uh, is from a recent uh, Academies Enterprise Trust project um, where the, the trust um, have been piloting a whole school parental engagement in careers uh, program which includes webinars with uh, industry experts for parents and ahead of these webin- uh, webinars they allow parents to ask questions um, and submit questions to the panelists what the trust told us is that they were absolutely overwhelmed with the number of questions that were submitted in advance uh, which really ranged from things like what happens after GCSEs through to how do I motivate my child to think about the future. And so I think uh, this kind of activity alone just really demonstrates that parents want guidance both kind of academically and more pastorally um, uh, in terms of careers development. And they also want that kind of safe and constructive uh, space to actually ask those questions, um, which of course schools and colleges um, can provide.
0: Rebecca, I think one of the things that springs to mind when talking about all of this is that parents and carers actually might not have a clue what, for example, a T-level is or might not really understand what the difference is between a traineeship and apprenticeship. Can you help with all of that kind of stuff?
2: Um, essentially, yes, is the answer. We should always be able to say across the board from every school, from you know A to Z, that there should be someone in the school who should be answering those questions for you. Sometimes, um, depending on the setup of the school, it depends on how much information is presented to those parents quite clearly and how it's presented. But that information should be given. All those questions should be able to be answered if they have those questions.
0: Yeah. And I know from my own perspective, very often when you're looking at post-16 education, so many different colleges have so many different things to offer. You just don't kind of know where to start and, and what will fit your child. Is there a basic first step you can take?
2: Um, To be honest, it completely depends on the child because, you know, these parents, they could be fighting with actually, you know, in Kent, in my area, we've got a lot of colleges um, and for, for one college group, they actually deliver different pathways per their location. So for some parents, their issue is, well, what happens if they want to do this? They have to go here and that's a completely different question a different answer that I've got to try and give in comparison to actually I want I've got a child who wants to do an apprenticeship but I'm not sure they're ready or maybe should they be doing sixth form and it is very much specialized so it's it's all about how we're answering those questions or preventing that information going missing for those parents
0: uh, clearly, Rebecca, your role is absolutely key in all of this, and Philippa, I just want to ask you um, how important it is for schools to have somebody like Rebecca, someone as brilliant and as engaged as her, to be able to communicate all this to parents and carers?
3: It's really, really important. Um, schools and colleges have got a huge role in delivering careers, education, advice and guidance to the students. Um, And I'm I'm sure we'll we'll give more details on this call about what that actually looks like. But the role of schools and colleges is also vital in helping parents to have those constructive careers conversations with their children. And it's in their best interest to prioritise because we know that um, quality parental engagement can have a real positive impact on pupil engagement, attainment and progress. Luckily, um, thanks to developments in the careers education system over the last few years, schools and colleges are in a much better position than they ever were to plan for the engagement of parents in their sort of strategic careers programs. And just like parents, schools and colleges don't have to innovate alone. Um, They're now supported by enterprise advisors. So these are volunteers from business who can provide the most up-to-date workplace information and also enterprise coordinators too who can connect the school or the college Um, into a local careers hub where even more support's an offer. So we would encourage um, all all educators, all parents um, to sort of Google um, websites such as Talking Futures for for further help as well.
0: You mentioned parents having a conversation with their child. Actually, that's a really good place to start. Um, And I know from my own experience with my uh, child who's just about to start year 11 and probably won't go down the academic route, Um, The first basic question I ask of him is, you know, what is it you enjoy? Well, at the moment, as a 14, nearly 15 year old, he doesn't enjoy that much at school. So I don't have much to work with. How do I direct that conversation?
3: So, I I mean, I can relate to that one um, because I'm a mum too. And with my first child, um, she had a really clear pathway. She knew right from an early age that she wanted to become a teacher. And so um, her degree led directly to her sort of career path. Um, and as a parent, I find that conversation really, really easy. Um, but my youngest one struggled um, she couldn't even choose her GCSEs. When she did, they didn't fit in the timetable. Then when she got to her A-levels, she chopped and changed within those first few weeks, purely because um, she had no idea at that stage what she actually wanted to do. And as a parent, I found that really frustrating because every conversation we had was a challenge um, because she just wasn't ready to make any decision. Um, she was a young one in her year group, and she just felt she couldn't decide. However, once she did finally settle on her career pathway, um, and that was into sort of fashion communication, she she absolutely loved it. And to this day, she's twenty six now. She's still working within the industry, so it's it's a real challenge. Um, a really good place to start, though, I would say, is um, start with your careers leader in your school or college, um, they have to publish their details on the the website and they have to publish programs. And so you have the details of the careers program as well on on the website. So that's a really good place to start. So you can have a look on the website and see what sorts of activities are being offered. Um, hopefully, there'll also be some useful links for additional information available specifically for parents, so links to sites such as Amazing Apprenticeships, BBC Bite Size, Talking Futures, um, you know, sites that I wish had been there when my children were going through school, I really, really do. Um, and you can also contact the careers leader directly for support. Um, they will be more than willing to make some suggestions to help.
0: I think that's really, really helpful as a starting point. Um, The the other thing that maybe not perhaps puts people off, but um, panics parents and carers is that I suppose if you have a child going off to university, they might consider that to be three more years to figure life out. Whereas if you're opting for a different route and particularly an apprenticeship or a trainee scheme, it's, it's making a decision about your future At quite a young age now I know it's not that because once you start on a path it opens up loads of other paths but Isabel what kind of advice would you have
1: around that kind of concern? Yeah I I think um, I mean for for me the to be honest the earlier the better that we have these conversations and I think it can can feel quite daunting um, uh, sort of when it's put in terms of Um, uh, you know, a a young person needing to make a decision about whether they're doing a T-level or university or so on at the age of of, of 14. But actually, if we reframe it and think about it, that we're from even younger than 14, we're, we're sort of showing young people the variety of options that there are out there. And that we're also perhaps talking in terms of skills development as well. So, so what what kind of um, what essential skills do you need um, in all these different kind of pathway options and how are they transferable across them? And if we're actually having those types of conversations, we're not really sort of for we're not, you know, forcing a child to kind of make a decision at, at, a, at a fixed point in time, like when it comes to, to choosing their their GCSEs, for for example. So I think that's how I'd be kind of starting those conversations about, um, you know, so it feels less overwhelming when it comes to the decision-making points.
0: Yeah, that that totally makes sense. And Rebecca, from your experience of working with young people, what is the best way to go about those conversations and perhaps tease out of them, you know, what direction they might want to go in?
2: I mean, I just... uh... It's such a hard question to answer because, obviously, once again, it is very, very broad. And um, the only best thing that I can give is it's for me, whatever they tell me, it's a yes you know so you know is for me it's a very simple question in one way do you know what you're interested in do you know what you want to do and you quite simply you get a yes or a no now nine times out of ten i do normally get a yes and it's just then it's the conversation about how and it sounds really awful but how realistic is that um for example um and i think it, it ties in quite nicely because obviously we've got you know cc on the call um but I had a careers fair not that long ago and I had um, our enterprise advisor was at the, at the exit um, and he was trying to engage with as many students as possible and we had our year sevens coming round. And um, he just, he picked on this one, one student said, oh, what do you want to do? And she said, oh, I want to work in a ski resort. Um, and on his, on his head, he was thinking, well, actually, how can I relate this back to school? How can I help this inform your decisions? Um, and because we're an IBAC school, you know, we, we do encourage that, that language at GCSE. Um, so straight away, he was like, well, languages are gonna be really, really important for you. And actually we do business. So look, look at it maybe business. Um, and for me, I do try and flip and reverse it. So what what is your end goal? What is your dream? Um, when they're that young you know because I do agree you've got to have those conversations when they're young and they have to have those employer engagements now as part of you know legislation and I think just just building on that actually
1: um I I would add that parents don't have to have all the answers so we know that parents kind of feel overwhelmed they feel nervous potentially about having these types of conversations but um I think that yeah they don't have to provide the answer for the young person that this is um you know based on the information you've told me this is now what I think you should do I think it's just even just having that conversation yeah. as you say Rebecca asking that question just what do you yeah. you know what do you enjoy you know what skills do you have I think that is you know that that's
2: the best thing a parent can do and I think just you know as, as was stated earlier we have our we should should have our careers plans we should have that a- annual diary on our website so parents can look at that and you know if they know that there's specific topics that maybe they want to have that conversation about they can ask those questions how did you find this interaction this week um and and you know once you've got that information of oh, do you know what i really didn't like this engineer coming in because i don't really want to work you know whatever it is that that can help that parent understand what kind of worker they are, what, you know, where their interests lie, without those kids even realising that they're making those decisions. I think a lot of the time as well, parents are just
0: not aware of the broad range of choices out there. And yes, of course, there's a role for schools to make them aware of that. Um, But you mentioned careers fairs there. Are those kinds of opportunities to go in and just, you know, take a look at a whole range of stuff? Are they widely available or do different colleges tend to offer up kind of open days where you can go and explore different opportunities?
3: So, yes, um, different schools and colleges obviously have their own careers program. And hopefully what they're doing is they have a they hopefully have a progressive careers program that's designed to meet the needs of the individuals that they have within their school or their college. Um, and obviously, they'll also um, look at the local market availability of companies and organisations and what the local market's telling them about what's required so that they can then invite in the right organisations, hopefully, to engage as many students um, as, as they possibly can. So it should be available in, in, in most, most institutions.
0: Yeah, and the local market is an important point to make, actually, because opportunities are very often driven by the, the needs of the sectors that, that are, are,
3: are crucial to the local economy, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. So um, I'm based, for example, in the Humber. And so obviously um, all the renewable en- energy and um is absolutely massive in in our particular area. So we're looking out for engineers and technicians and we've got organisations such as Women Into Manufacturing and Engineering to try and entice and encourage
1: students into the local workforce. What a bonus if schools and colleges are, are not only doing that, for their young people but they're bringing the parents in as well and and the kind of byproduct of the almost like additional careers education that the parents are getting as well which in turn can kind of have that knock-on effect to the local economy so I think there's um yeah there's lots of kind of um unplanned for consequences when when you engage parents in careers
0: yeah and um, what about um how much schools are are required to communicate with parents so for example again in my own situation I know that my son has started having interesting conversations with school about what options there are out there and he'll come back and he'll tell me about it but I haven't necessarily directly heard from them and I'd be quite interested in hearing their perspective is the onus really on me as a parent to kind of go in and start those conversations or how does it work
1: I think that you should feel empowered to do that but I do think there are there's still some work to be done um uh, to to help parents realize that that they have that power and 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 the value that that they they can bring and it, it it shouldn't be um it definitely shouldn't be all on the parent but they you know they should they should feel empowered and I think it's probably important to say that there's lots of different um, there's lots of different types of parental engagement, and there's definitely a difference in parental engagement and parental involvement. So, the latter might uh, involve things such as like information sharing. So, you might have received a newsletter for for example about um, what's been going on on in school, and and there's a really important role for that type of of um, uh, of, of parental kind of involvement and information sharing, it's how we kind of get those key messages out but engagement is where we see schools and colleges treating parents as partners. Um, So asking them what support they need to be able to have those quality conversations with their their child, listening and then acting on that. Um, And that really requires schools and colleges to be quite strategic and proactive with their parental engagement um, uh, sort of in careers. And it really requires the education leader to galvanize support in the school or college. That's the kind of ideal picture and the ideal situation that that it is this partnership between home and school and college. But I do think that both parents and schools and colleges still need a bit more support to to make that happen.
0: And to be fair, I've just remembered I had a very nice email from his careers advisor telling me all about their conversations. (laughs) I don't know what I'm complaining about, but I guess, Rebecca, you can't have a million conversations with parents like me saying what's going on, can you? So so how do you manage that?
2: I mean, I give it a good I'll go. Um, but let's just say, for example, in our year 11, you know, I've got 300 plus kids in our year 11. So wow. we're quite a large, yeah, we're quite a large um, school with a sixth form as well. And um, But for me, I think my most important engagement, and it's its really funny because the te- teachers always get confused because I do all the parents' evenings. I do parents' evenings um, from year nine and above at the moment. But hey, that could be subject to change. Um, but what happens is is i'm the one that have the all the time spot booked these teachers sometimes they have a couple of gaps in between where their teachers haven't booked but you know these parents are fighting for these slots and i'm receiving emails saying well i want you know time with the careers advisor and actually my parents evenings end up you know being two three days because i'm phoning I'm around and saying right how can i help what can i do um And it's just about trying to create that time. Now, don't get me wrong. I I have to say on behalf of, you know, all careers leaders, careers advisors in the world, it it is a busy, busy job. Um, And I do try to get to everyone, but sometimes some parents do get slipped. And that is, you know, and I think this goes back to what Isabel was saying, where those, you know, I do rely on my newsletters and I do rely on my emails out and I do rely on my trip letters to explain extra activities that are going on and what has happened. And um, to share that information. So that and hope, you know, I live in hope that it provokes questions, um, not only for the parents to ask the students, but the parents to then engage with me and ask me um, about what is going on and, and what we're doing and why I'm taking this student to this specific place, even though they know that they don't want to work with plastic tubes, they want to work with metal tubes, you know, um, and just starting to create that conversation in the most basic way possible. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, that 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 sounds absolutely brilliant. Um, and, and Philippa, I know you work with care, careers leaders in schools. Do, do you get the sense that it feels to me like actually, to be fair, careers advice has transformed in recent years, the quality of the advice and the kind of engagement that Rebecca is describing there. Do you see that in schools
3: around the country? Oh, yes, we do. Um I think the pandemic was probably the moment that sort of gave people that light bulb feeling about the value of the wider education of students that that it wasn't no it wasn't any longer just about qualifications, but much, much more about the the value of gaining the essential skills and their knowledge and understanding an application that's going to enable them to be successful in the workplace. So that it definitely gave us a, a light bulb moment. And, and what we know is from the training that career leaders are now undertaking, we know that there are lots and lots of career leaders in schools who have high-quality training that's provided for free through our company. We know that the ones who are trained ha- are meeting the Gatsby benchmarks, so in terms... Um, there's been a massive in, uplift in, in meeting Gatsby benchmarks, so that means that the students are, are getting all the opportunities that they should get so that they can be well informed and make those next best steps um, as they go forward. Um, and so we also know that those benchmarks are improving year on year, so there's lots of fantastic work going on in the schools to do this. Um, We know that careers leaders are accessing um, external support now from the career hubs and their enterprise coordinator and their um, enterprise advisor. We know also that if they're a careers leader within a multi-academy trust, some of the very, very large multi-academy trusts now have a central strategic careers leader who's overseeing the work as well. So they're getting additional support from them. They're working as well within communities of practice so that they in turn are sharing good practice and it's been publicized and shared nationally, which is amazing. But there there are still sort of key messages for the sort of senior leaders um, in these schools is just making sure that there is enough time and Rebecca mentioned time and that there needs to be enough time not just for the careers leader to do what they need to do which is an all-consuming full-time job and and never-ending as students go through the system but also within curriculum time to make sure that it's protected so that careers leaders can offer the full program of activities that they need to because they are young pupils and students and young people themselves need the opportunity not just to know the information, they need to explore ideas, they need to develop their thinking, and they need to develop and understand the essential skills that the workforce are looking for and how they can develop them on an individual basis. And they need, importantly, first-hand experiences of workplaces you know lots of opportunity for them to experience different things so that they can reflect on their learning hone their skills Um, and all of this takes time so it's something that must be provided for by senior leaders in the curriculum and not just left to extracurricular or left as an option for for students to to opt into if they so choose and I just
2: think you know on that and I think this is and this is probably quite a bit risky. Um, like risky. You know, <laughs> I think this is where it comes down to the power of the parent as well. Um, you know, you can ask those questions and this is where, you know, the benchmarks and the pride of access legislation come in. We need people, you know, my enterprise coordinator is great, you know, she will hold me to account and she will hold my SLT, and my governors to account, but the power of the parent, you know, if they're saying to me, well, actually, you know, you are required to do this for your Gatsby benchmarks or this for your provider access legislation, where, where has this happened, asking those questions almost powers us as advisors and leaders can you be clear then how do parents
0: find out information like what the Gatsby benchmarks are and all their statutory
2: rights is there somewhere where that is explained very simply Um, I think I'll hand that over to you, Philippa, really. You know, that can all be found within the Careers and Enterprise company. I I would personally send to myself. So, again,
3: there's lots of really good parent websites that make it absolutely explicitly clear um, what the Gatsby benchmarks are. You can find information like that on a site such as Talking Futures. Um, it should be published as part of the school's um, careers strategy so that parents can see the entitlements. The students should have an entitlement statement that tells them what they are entitled to have over the course of their Careers journey and lots of schools publish some lovely fancy diagrams and things like that that can go into school planners so that students can see at a glance what the program's going to look like um, as they progress through school so they can see that they're picking up the knowledge and the information as they're progressing through the different various key stages.
0: Well, all of that is absolutely brilliant and. I think it's nearly time to draw things to a close, but I've been jotting down notes as we've been going along. Cause I wanna, I like a checklist as a parent. I want a bit of a checklist as to how to start or where to begin on this journey with your child. So I'll, I'll go through what I've jotted down here. And then maybe if any of you can think of any other little bullet points to add to it, please shout. So I guess the starting point is have a conversation with your child but also let them have their their dream, their ambition, and maybe try and find the kind of realistic route to get there. Make contact with the school careers leader, either look out for them online via the school website or make contact with them directly. Um, With guidance from the school, explore other sites that you have talked about, Philippa. Um, Check out opportunities perhaps within the local market and what different enterprise schemes might be looking for. Try to find first-hand experiences of different workplaces to really refine what it is I suppose you think you might enjoy or or be good at. Um, Know your rights as a parent. That's a really good one that we talked about there so that you can um, make sure that you get what you need from schools. Um, Remember that it's not about life choices right now at 14 or 15 or 16. It is about skills development, and that might take you in many different directions in the future. And and then I guess stay engaged with your child through that process and the team at school. So so keep checking in. Does that sound like a kind of like a useful checklist as a starting point?
3: I, I, I would say so, absolutely. Um, there is one other website that we haven't talked about that I think mm-hmm. is very important that we should do because one of, the, one of the biggest issues around the provider access legislation is making sure that, that all students know all potential pathways and the National Career Service have a campaign running called Get the Jump Skills for Life and it talks about the three different pathways that students can take. So essentially, whether you want to combine study and work Um, and do um, apprenticeships, traineeships, things like that, T-levels, whether you want to follow a study pathway if you're perhaps like the more formal learning style with the sort of A-levels and higher technical qualifications and higher education. And of course, the third pathway is obviously work pathway. Um, And there are school lever schemes available as well. Um, And for students with special educational or additional needs, perhaps if they've got something like an an EHCP, which we call an education healthcare plan, um, there are also supported internships that they can go to. So another really good site full of really helpful information for parents to refer to that's brilliant it sounds like a great
0: starting point thank you so much all of you there is so much expertise in this virtual room so i really hope it's been useful to all our parents and carers who've been listening wherever they are at the moment a big thanks to isabel rebecca and philippa and thank you to all of you as well for listening to this episode of the parent perspective don't forget we're keen to feature as many parents as we can in this series so if you want to get involved or if you have any questions you'd like us to answer we'll do our best i won't but we've got experts who can certainly do that then you you can find amazing apprenticeships on social media at AmazingAppsUK. uk you can also find not going to uni at not going to uni and just use the hashtag parent perspective to send us a question thanks very much see you next time